it's coming Fallout's in the air But you won't live to see tomorrow, kid If you can't survive today Well, we got you covered Based on movies that we've seen From hurricanes and acid rain To things that shouldn't be Welcome to the Survival Podcast for people who take movies too seriously. We survived the apocalypse, so you don't have to. And this week we're doing an apocalypse watch. I don't know why I said that the way I did. Yay! Um, <laughs> uh, so, well, I guess we'll just tell everybody to listen yeah. to the actual podcast. We're also yeah. streaming this, so as if we randomly say yay about yeah. something, we're, we're responding to the chat in the background. Alright, um, yeah. So, shout out to the commenter. <laughs> uh, we, we were concerned we weren't actually being heard. But, uh, yeah, so this is, we, we haven't, we missed last week. We're just doing an episode to sort of catch up and talk about some stuff in the news and some updates at the end, which won't be featured, which won't be on the Twitch episode. You'll have to download that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. How's, your, uh, how's your knee doing? Here? All right, yeah, yeah, I'm doing physio and stuff. I busted my knee on a... Darren Stag last year <laughs> and it came back to haunt me there a few weeks ago and we missed a load of episodes because I couldn't walk and stuff but that, uh, that was it like it was all from what happened at the Stag yeah that's what wow. I injured it like um, we did that stupid thing bubble football and, uh, were you with that? no no, no I oh, went you for the that. second day oh you missed that okay yeah it was this like you have you have an inflatable ball from your waist above your head yeah so your legs are just dangling out and you're just running around bumping into each other and I don't play football or anything like that. So, But it was, um, I suppose it's soccer in a sense, but you're just running around a field bumping into each other and it was a bit fun and silly and someone hit me from behind and of course I couldn't see them so I wasn't prepared for the impact or anything Yeah, and yeah. I just went straight down and fell and I felt my knee twist and I was ha- like when I, when I went I was like afraid to look because I was convinced my, my leg was like going the wrong way against my knee like oh. I was expecting my leg to be like point eight, like to yeah, the left yeah. the way it felt I was like oh no I've broken my leg you know and then I got up and it looked fine and I limped around for the whole weekend and then it was sore for a couple of weeks after and it was fine and I got over it and then um, about a week ago I was digging up a bush in my garden so I could plant some corn and just from like digging at the bush and then I went on a long drive like a three hour drive uh, driving out of the country and it just like and swelled up loads and it was in bits it was weird wow so I didn't even like fall again or anything like that was really yeah, yeah. but I went to the physio he was like yeah it was that but yeah we were we were talking about it and I was saying it's like so Johnny you know like we're in the bunker and I fuck up my knee or we're not on the we're in the bunker we're right in the wastelands like do yeah. you just leave me or do you carry me? Do you do you put me in a wheelbarrow? <laughs> do you uh, I, for comedic value? I think a wheelbarrow is much yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't like, and you just keep running with it, and I keep falling out, yeah. like like we're drunk people, like even though we're just running through the wasteland, like the road, but you're in a wheelbarrow instead of a shopping trolley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that is really funny. But yeah, speaking of wasteland, so you know, and bunker, we're in the bunker, so you know, we don't get news. But we sent our, uh, we sent Buddy the super mutant out into the wasteland because hey, he's hey, hey. He's, ra- he's resistant to radiation, so he gathered some news for us. Yeah. Um, 
that's a good we should just have that he, as an like, ongoing thing that we send Buddy out to because he fits the trench coat just as him so he's like, like you know, he, he does the Hulk thing of like where the Hulk wears a trench coat and like a hat it's funny that you were, went with Hulk I was going with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh yeah, yeah. they used to do it too um, and I love that in the in the first Turtles movie to even do it but yeah, so we sent him out like that, even though he doesn't need to be really... Dis- well, I guess, yeah, if he's trying to, like, get news and stuff from... Yeah. Um, like he's that. like, I'd like to buy a paper, please. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so is, since we've done our 50 ways, the world could end. Yeah. The world hasn't quite ended. As in, no. it's actually hasn't been all that bad, really. But a lot of people <laughs> trench coats at wheels. Is a comment <laughs> that just came. That's really funny. They put up another ad. They get ad- so people get ads while people are streaming. Yeah, so I they guess. can they not hear us then during this ad? I don't mm-hmm. know. Say something offensive. See if see if <laughs> it causes a ruckus. <laughs> um, There's a woman in that trench coat. <laughs> but uh, no, I imagine it's just maybe that the, it's delayed. Then oh, I don't maybe know. yeah. Uh, so yeah, what what the uh, of what Buddy brought back? What do you find interesting that's been going on in the um, world? Not even interesting, but what the there's been you know fires really in this season, fires uh, and uh, terrorism, and terrorism. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, um, there's a good one. I have a few a few notes on both, um, but there is yeah. This, it's been a weird... We should start with the terrorism, because that's... We kind of stopped off... Not stopped yeah. off with, but we talked about that a lot on the 50 Ways yeah. the World Could End, and, and that episode ended up going up the week of the Manchester Arena yeah. attack and the Syria attack. Yeah. The, I think they were about the same week. It's very hard to keep count at this point. Right. I have a note here that I wrote yesterday. Right. Right. And this is the weirdness of it where I wrote... The rise of simple terrorism, and my idea is how now terrorism is like a guy with a knife or driving a van to yeah, a bunch yeah. of people. But that's what we were talking about in the yeah, that episode. So, so this is like simple terrorism rather than, but yet today, after I'd written that, today a guy in Brussels went into a train station with a bomb in a bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently it was just like, it just put the bag on fire and right, made a bang it. and everybody went what was that and then they all ran out of the place well that's kind of what we were saying that like despite the fact that yeah i mean huge amounts of people die when terrorists bring bags with bombs into arenas yeah. and stuff there's as many times that they go off and just kill the person and yeah recently yeah. they kind of learned the the sort of it's, columbine kids method can yeah be more yeah effective. It's, it's easier to walk around a, a nightclub, a, a street with a yeah. machete. Now, of course, as soon as we said that on the last episode, like a few days or on that that night, the Manchester, uh, Trump, but yeah, yeah, and he like he kills a huge amount of people with and bombs. Kids, yeah. But then in a week, there's a van, a knife attack. You know, it's it's crazy. It's a combination now, I guess, more than anything. Yeah, yeah. But it's just yeah, and then so that was in Brussels today, and then. Yeah, there's the the London attack and the Manchester attack. Like it's just really yeah. escalated that it's now nearly every week. There's something. Like yeah, well, in, there's there's in been, Europe, like. there's been three in England. Uh, it's funny I haven't seen it reported as a terrorist attack, but uh, uh, a guy in a van did also like run yeah. over a bunch of Muslims screaming whatever obscenities. It was just terrorism. He went to a, he went drove over people outside a mosque. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who I have notes on it here. One man was killed and nine people were injured. And it's to say, yeah, look, uh, what I have here I, is from an article and it said like yeah, London's yeah. been on the edge since 
a, a van was driven into a Muslim worshippers outside a mosque. I didn't know the guy had died, shit. I shouldn't have got that wrong. It just said one person had died. I don't know if it was the driver or what. And a guy rammed into a police car in the sh- in Paris as well the other day. Do you this? No, go on. Sorry. I was, I was looking uh, There was a man in Paris who, on Monday, um, with a an Islamic or a, Islamist background, he was killed after he rammed his car into a police van, like in the Avenue Avenue des Champs Elysees, and so he just decided he was going after the cops, like, <laughs> and then he was killed in the events of it. Yeah, like, and do you think it's getting worse, or do you think again it's just the you know perception of it because of the way it's being reported? Um. Yeah, I think it's it's a combination of how it's reported. Because obviously, when it you know when it happens so frequently in England, we're yeah. going. It it seems. Well, we're we're going to hear about it wherever it is, but yeah, with like like the van sort of attack that just happened, like something like that could happen in the states, and you might easily miss it here. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, you probably you probably won't, depending on the race of the person that done it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. Because there's plenty of, there's plenty of just, ma- like, I constantly hear about just some mad person in Florida who does the same, where they drive their BMW through McDonald's and run over, like, six people. And yeah. it doesn't really get reported, but if somebody does that and they can call it a terrorist attack, it's all over. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they're, so, if they're not white, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, but it's weird, too. What then they did call... The white guy doing it, that was reported as a terrorist attack yeah. too. Oh, that's um, well, yeah. So, yeah, it's a weird one. But then, yeah, what's the difference between, a, or what, what was that a terrorist attack or was that a hate crime? And which is worse? It's <laughs> like a terrorist attacks for political gain, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it has a political message as Yeah, or ideological, whichever. Yeah, yeah. Can't put on. An ide- ideologue is yeah. political, I guess. Yeah, it's just interesting, more so the reporting of it. Yeah, and it's kind of... Do you kind of yeah. hate seeing it? Like, as in, do you just hate that you are constantly seeing that stuff report? No, no, of course, obviously report. I don't mean you dislike seeing it reported. Yeah, but I'd rather it takes not know. Up, <laughs> no, but that it takes up so much of social media, like. Yeah, if it is I, reported, there's huge campaigns, everybody changes their avatar to a flag, and it becomes like... In a weird way, it becomes not a trending topic, but a trend. Yeah, like, no, I know it, what you mean. It becomes it. It almost reaches the point where it's um, you're almost wait. You're waiting for somebody to be like, "Why didn't you change your profile to a flag to support those people?" You know, like, and it's like it's it's the in thing to do, and it's not even about the event anymore. The people who were killed. It's about like, and it goes beyond you know, we're all standing together and stuff, which is, yeah. which is a great That's idea. A, yeah, yeah, of course. It goes beyond that into being an almost like a show, social status thing or something. It just, yeah, it gets a bit annoying that it's, it becomes sensationalism for the sake of sh- sensationalism. And, um, I have certainly met people in my life that I thought liked when bad things happened, even in yeah. their, like in their own life. Like if somebody, died or that this sounds like a horrible thing to say but i yeah. i could be wrong but i felt it where they kind of like they liked this sort of sympathy i guess they got out of it they kind of like are people that just like drama in their life like yeah. like i've known 
I've known people that are almost delighted if their partner cheats on them because they get so much drama out of it. Like, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. It's just kind of like... And I think um, there's a bit of that. And, like, then they, and then they always date the people who are cheaters. And so, yeah. like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, it's always kind of like... Um, not that they're asking for it. It's more well, that they're, might be more of a masochist it. thing. Like. Yeah, but it's. But I mean, just, like people that kind of like relish in the opportunity. Like it's like they they're not specifically looking for something bad to happen to them. But when it does, they're like, oh, but I can use this. And yeah, and I think they're kind of. I get that same sense, and even there's people I know in real life that I've always thought that about. And when horrible tragedies happen, they kind of act that same way on social media and I'm like oh yeah. you kind of you really relish in this shit going on uh yeah the, there's, a, there's a great moment in um uh, only because I was thinking about it the other day in uh there's an episode of Mad Men where a character dies and they're all in the office and there's one girl crying about the person who died yeah and uh, there's a load of girls around her being like oh it's okay it's gonna be all right and you're one, the redhead one, I can't think of her name. The It was one of the main characters. Mm. Um, and she she's like the head of the office. And she comes around and she goes, how long has she worked here? And they're like, oh, she's a temp. She's been here for a week. And she just goes, get your stuff and get the fuck out of my office. And sends this girl who's been crying off. Because she's just trying to get attention. And it's like, the person who's died has worked there for like 20 mm. years and blah, blah. And it's just, it's just like... Why are you the centre of attention when this person yeah, you don't know yeah. has died? And But it's people like that. Like it's just, Yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, it's a really good example. Sorry, I just made me think of it. This is uh, not going off topic, as we tend to do, and an extreme version of it. But have you followed that story that's been in the news about the girl who kind of like convinced her boyfriend to commit suicide? No. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's like... A horrible story because obviously he had problems and confided in her and she pretty much told him to go ahead with it. And there's a chat log, there's a chat log of him like having second thoughts and her texting him and telling him essentially not to pussy out of it, saying like this is what she wanted. Yeah. And then the day after, then when like, you know, he dies, she becomes the distraught victim. Yeah. Uh, it's really upsetting to just like to even read it's it's so wow. weird and it's odd too because like she sounds like a an absolute horrible horrible person <laughs> yeah, that yeah. like you know in in a in a fair world she should be shunned <laughs> but um <laughs> but the the whole legal issue of it is what did she do, she do? yeah because you also like not to defend or anything but the other side of it is no, in the court of public opinion, she's yeah. a horrible, horrible savage. But okay, yeah. In legal terms, oh, what yeah, is yeah. she? Yeah, I get you. Um, like, it's not like she was there standing over him. It was more she was encouraging him to like text messages. Or yeah, yeah. Like, but she was messaging. also like, if I like, if I was to give you a gun, if I was like to give you a gun and say kill yourself and just badger you into it and then you don't it, I would think, okay, I'm responsible for that. But if you're about to do it, you, you like you pulled out the gun yourself and I would say, yeah, do it. Like then am I, it's yeah. a weird, yeah, now she was, she definitely was kind of like badgering him into it, but it was a decision he came to, ori- like he was backing yeah, out yeah. of it, but he came to it originally oh, okay, himself, yeah. at least from the, yeah, what yeah. I've seen. Let us know in the comments what you think. Yeah. <laughs> well, without, without like insulting 
um, people who suffer from depression and things like that. There is a lot of, um, I've come across it. We, we I'm sure you have, um, where someone says like, you know, my life's, you get that message of my life's shit. I think I should kill myself. And you're like, ah, no, 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 you're grand, you know, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fifth time you get that message, you're like, oh, do I answer this? You know, there's a little bit of that. Like there's, um, because it, it's kind of more a cry for attention. And yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, you know, the boy who cried wolf kind of comes in. And, and so is there, uh, does that, ha- like, was, is, was that the no, scenario? No, and then she was like, oh, no, just fucking no, do it already. No, you know, no, I'm sick of this. No, it's none know? of that. No, it is. She, she is definitely responsible for him not being alive anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. It, is, it is definitely hard doing. Yeah. But I get like I, I should have uh, showed you the, the yeah, text yeah. conversation. Before, no, I mean it wasn't like he he was looking for her to tell her not to do it. And then, well, he might have been, but yeah. it doesn't seem like she ever told him not to do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, I think she, her her eyes kind of her eyes kind of lit up at the prospect of yeah. you know the sympathy she could get after. But like I would say too that she has to like that 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 is clearly a mentally ill person too. Like who would oh, clearly um, comment there? Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's a that's mad story. I hadn't heard that, but you haven't yeah, intrigued it. Yeah, yeah. Look up after it is just very weird because there's this whole thing. Like I can't remember the legal term for it, but where if they can prove that this person that like the accident or what whatever happens yeah. would not have happened had it not been for your actions. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're you're there for guilty. It's not quite like manslaughter. It's kind of. No, but it could be, it, it could result in a manslaughter charge, but it's, uh, there's a term for it, but I can't remember it. It's more of, a, it's a legal defense or yeah, okay, yeah, r- yeah. rather than an actual uh, sentence or, or uh, an actual law. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Like uh, Luke in the chat, it was saying like about uh, mothers who claim their children are always sick. Oh yeah. And then the, the child ends up thinking they're sick. Yeah. Or, or the extreme cases of their poisoning their child <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> to get the, t- the attention but uh yeah that's uh but even yeah the idea is you're convinced you're sick because yeah, yeah you're told you're sick yeah um boy it's funny like uh not well, it's not funny it's horribly depressing but <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just an, it's an odd topic but uh it's, it's, it's kind of one of those questions of is it a case of legality or should she just be like shunned from society? I think you know what definitely I mean? shunned. Now, I think she actually was found guilty. Right. And I think it was a manslaughter charge, but I could be wrong on that. So yeah, don't quote me on it. That'll be cut out and it'll be cut out of the actual episode if I am wrong. <laughs> the only people that know will be the the five or six people on, in Twitch. The, on Twitch. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Messed up. What other what other news do we have? Stuff on fi- the fires. We can go into that. Or um, very quickly, I want to follow up on something that we. T- I think we talked about before. Yeah. Very briefly, the uh, the U.S. tourist. Oh yeah, yeah. Imprisoned in North Korea. Have you been reading up on what happened since? Um, just a little bit of. It's funny, when you first said it to me, I didn't realise this was all the one case I was a bit ignorant about. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we were talking about it before. You were telling me about this guy who was accused of, like, stealing a 
a sign in a hotel? A sign in a hotel, in a staff-only section of a hotel in Pyongyang. I think it was, I assume, Pyongyang. If people are in North Korea, that tends to be where they go. Yeah. And he, this was going back 17 months ago, I think. It's old enough. We probably talked about much later than when it actually happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because Buddy was very slow getting back to the bunker. Yeah, with his news. And, yeah, he, he was found guilty and sentenced to 15 years of hard labour. Yeah, so he was released. He got sick in prison. Yeah. And I th- he was released from prison into a hospital in North Korea, and then they just released him back. He was let go back to the States to, like, I think Cincinnati is where he's from. Oh, okay. Did they release him because he was sick? They released him because he had contracted... Oh, I can't remember the name of it. He contracted some disease in prison, apparently. Yeah. And then they treated him, but he had a bad reaction to uh, painkillers or whatever medication they were using. So, and he slipped into a coma. Oh, lovely. So they released him. And then in the US, doctors found, they did find medication in him, but like the amounts you would use to treat anybody that he shouldn't have had a reaction to them. Oh, okay. Um... And then he died, and then toxicology reports found that he didn't really ha- have anything, but yet he had huge amounts of oxygen depletion going to his brain. Wow. Uh, so they're working on the theory that he was clearly tortured for the last 17 months, and over the course of time, the Lovely. oxygen levels, uh, oh. the loss of oxygen left him in a coma. And wow. Yeah. Like, caused brain damage and stuff like that. Wow. That sounds like they just like waterboarded the shit out of him for That's, months or something. Yeah, like yeah. It's just awful. But thing. then isn't it, it's fucking, it's some, for some reason it's weirder that they're like, oh, I guess we have to like cover our tracks now and release him. Like I'm surprised they didn't say, oh, he died, he fell down a mine shaft. Because he was in the forced labor camp. It's like, oh, he fell down a mine shaft and died. Or just be like... Tell us in 15 years when a sentence is up, <laughs> yeah. even. You know what I mean? Like, That's, was, uh, that's actually what you would expect. Like I'm surprised. Um, but I suppose there was... There's there always people checking on, trying to yeah. check on him and see, get him out of there. Like, yeah, of course. But yes, it's a fucked up story. Whiting's more fucked up about that is the way the Huffington Post reported on it recently. Oh, or yeah. recently, sorry, when it originally happened. Yeah, they an article by a journalist called Shala. I think I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck. She sounds like a scumbag. She just, <laughs> I don't care how to pronounce her name. Uh, well, I think this is the story this you, is where when came, I first heard yeah, it uh, yeah, from yeah. you. Yeah. Where they essentially, they met at a race, or a white privilege issue. <laughs> and yes, saying he, yes. he, he was asking for it. Uh, they retracted some of those comments during the week. Yeah. But they didn't actually update the article to say they retracted them. They just oh, okay. removed some of them from the article. Oh, that's cheeky. Uh, Huff- yes, the, the paragon of journalism integrity that is the Huffington fucking post. Yeah. So, with the, like, her basic thing was he has, like, he's this white, privileged, spoiled brat. He went over there and thought he could do whatever he wanted and could steal something and get away with it. And, like, there'd be no consequences to it. That was kind of their attitude, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, essentially. Uh, for a guy who stole a flag in a hotel lobby. Uh, just, I will also must point out the idea of even, even if you think he deserved it for doing yeah. that, to even talk about that as if that's a fact makes you sound like a fucking idiot because the only evidence he actually done it is a clearly coerced speech where oh, he yeah. admits it and says, my plan was to uh, misinform the North Korean public and 
and tear down the government. You know, like he's clearly forced to say it. (laughs) Then they release grainy footage of a man doing it that doesn't really look like him. (laughs) And I'm not sure if it's true. See? Yeah. Unlike the Huffington Post, I'll mention if I'm not actually sure on yeah on your facts. Yeah, uh, but there was a po- I saw came across a post on a forum where a Chinese uh, tourist who is also held prisoner there. The same footage was used for the same for crime. His, for in his trial. Wow. Again, not sure how there is a Chinese student currently. Uh, I, and I wonder, does he, is his Chinese privilege, is that what, does he deserve it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just funny, like, oh, how can you make that race issue? That's nothing got to do with it. It's yeah, a, that's just, just finding a story that isn't there because you had a quiet day in the office, like, or something. No, it's not finding the story. That They're looking for shit. They, that's yeah, not just it's finding not that they're, creating they're, it. It's creating really news. going out of their way to, to create an issue as yeah. opposed to even news. Yeah. It's, it's like... White man running over Muslim people in a van? That's a race issue. Yeah. Any man being held, being put into a forced labour camp by a totalitarian government and then tortured for 17 months and then dying. Not a race issue. (laughs) (laughs) That's a human, a basic human rights issue. Yeah. (laughs) Race doesn't need to come into that If you think otherwise, you are the one that deserves to be in that forced labour camp. Do you think... um, there was anything on the side of not in the public side of it but do you think there might have been a case of like uh, the authorities in North Korea decided he was an American spy and then there might have been some kind of exchange of them being like oh we've caught your spy like saying to like American government because because I imagine they're like for them to be so like cracking down on them was it just to make a point of like that tourists aren't welcome or you know if if they'd used this footage and he didn't he wasn't even near the hotel he didn't do it and they just decided to pick him off the street and do this to him what was the point yeah you know unless they suspected him of something or you know i don't, I don't yeah, know yeah like just reference something's being said in the chat luke was saying anyone who goes into north korea is taking their life into their own hands i agree with that it's an incredibly silly if he like if he'd done yeah. that he's an idiot yeah, like in the the, first place. He, and, and I know he's dead. I don't mean to be disrespectful. That's a really stupid thing to do in North Korea. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. It like we don't actually even have evidence that he done it. Uh, visit, visiting there in the first place is even kind of like oh maybe best not to. Yeah, this is a little bit like our our Everest conversation. Yeah, of uh, I was saying like, but in Everest you're you're going up against nature at least. That's really taken. Your life into your own hands. Yeah, it's very much in your own hands, I suppose. But going to North Korea is like go, going somewhere and letting other people, like your life is now in a totalitarian state. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is, so it's even, I would argue it's probably crazier to go to North Korea than to climb Everest. Probably, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I read a really good article a while ago. I, I probably said this on the podcast before and it was by a South Korean but journalist who went in undercover as a teacher yeah yeah and so and she did it to learn about the society and all that kind of stuff so it was really interesting but but sorry just to like the, the reason i think it's an important subject is like i do like yeah like i would never go to north korea there's loads of places i would go north korea won't be one of them because you could so easily end up like that but yeah. that's not necessarily the point it's that we know about this because it is uh, a u.s citizen so yeah. there's a lot of print about it 
the point is there is thousands upon thousands of people that have no, they're not going to North Korea. They are unfortunate in that they grew up there. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And they are so, they are suffering. The, they're, 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 this, this story happens dozens of times a day in North Korea and That's we it, don't yeah. hear about it. Um, and then the idea that the Huffington Post would talk about anybody deserving it. Yeah. Uh, nobody deserves yeah. that. That's the whole point. Um, but no, yeah, it was funny in the, in, or not funny. It's interesting in that article I read and, uh, the journalist who wrote it, she like, she went undercover as this teacher in yeah, like a yeah, university yeah. and stuff. And she was teaching English to, it was all men and like really bizarre things. Like they were cut off from their families. They, they had supervised letters that they had to write home. And like all their letters were read before they left the sc- the college. All this kind of like it was so controlled. Everything was um, everything was monitored. Like absolutely everything. Like proper nineteen eighty four shit. Like it was crazy. And she said, um, uh, even the most bizarre thing about it was how these uh, these men they were all learning uh, computer science. That's what they were learning, and yeah, but they didn't know the existence of the internet. They didn't know the existence of like Apple computers yeah. and iPads and iPhones or any of this. Like they were, they were learning computer science from the fifties. Yeah, and she said the whole time, like they'd be talking about like different computer theory, and some of them would come up with these mad ideas. She's like, yeah, that's called, you know. Um, MySpace and it's been yeah, gone for yeah, 20 yeah. years you know this is like just mad ideas like of things that they'd come with like they just had no clue about the world and how developed the world was technolo- techn- technologically and they were doing computer science and they hadn't even heard of the internet or anything yeah, yeah and like you know one of them was like wouldn't it be cool if we could like find a way for my computer to talk to your computer and stuff like that and she's <laughs> just like yeah what, what, an, what a radical idea <laughs> internet work of computers yeah yeah and like that's mad I mean, just Luke just posted something in the chat there that kind of answers your question I haven't heard about this take on it but I'm yeah. very interested now where he's saying like, that he was uh, his college his school was part of a society that uh, recruits CIA operatives the, the guy the, the guy uh, yeah. in North Korea apparently uh, okay so I must look into that because that that would sound like why they would go out their way because like, it does look like the cursed speech yeah the really shitty security footage of him doing such a, uh, like minor crime, even by their standards, it's a yeah. minor crime. Um, but again, a minor crime by an outsider, they would make an example of you, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. But I guess it's, it's more, I can see them like, yeah, putting them into a forced labor camp, but the fact that they've been tor- like, you know, even if, if they haven't been in a forced labor camp, why would they be torturing them? Yeah. But yeah. if they do think that he's affiliated with some, college that uh, has links at the CIA that yeah. makes sense so you never know but still says a lot about what North Korea will do to US yeah. like even if like that might not even be true but if that's even what the North Koreans believe to be true that, that's it, enough like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and is colleges we, should we go I think we should do an episode <laughs> from North Korea <laughs> Can you imagine the downloads <laughs> like that's the thing if me and you go to and do the podcast in Pyongyang and we get caught or something, and we end up like this. Do people are people talking about we deserve it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, those assholes who do that podcast. Um, um, 
<laughs> I think uh, that people would be like, well, they obviously thought it would be funny and had a fair idea this would happen. Well, no, Johnny, so, I think I think our white privilege make, makes us think we could go there and nothing would happen to us. <laughs> and, uh, and because we're, we are technically entertainers, we think we're above the law. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and we would get our comeuppance. That's, that's what I think is what would happen. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Even if we went to like South Korea and went as far north as we could, that we're close to the border. There is, you can go on the border, like, the, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the border between south and north where they have oh, a boat guard, where they have security from both sides. Oh, like a no man's land kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, you could go there, do it in the middle. Yeah. Um, just to go back in something in the chat too, we, we were talking about you, the girl uh, convincing her boyfriend to commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? Heisenbergham, <laughs> which is a great name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he was comparing her to Charles Manson, the methods he used, which is actually a really good, that's, oh, yeah. you know, and there's the whole ideas there, like, well, Charles Manson didn't kill anyone. He convinced oh, a whole bunch of people to do it. true, yeah. And he's like, he's still in prison, so there's yeah. a, there's kind of a legal precedent, I guess, for... Yeah. I think the only way to do this, and to prove <laughs> this, one of us kills somebody... The other one says, yes, I told them to and convinced them to and see, and we see which one of us gets. No, I think <laughs> we together find somebody who convinced them to kill someone. Yeah, but this, my, my version. <laughs> yeah, but he knows about the law and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. He'll turn it on us. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one with the, the Manson. Like, yeah. I know about the Manson case, but I don't really actually know about the, the sort of the legality, the trial itself. Yeah, like, yeah. What, what, I don't even know what he yeah. actually, like, on paper, what is his, what, what's he in? Okay. I thought he actually killed someone as well. No, no. He might have back in the day at some point. Oh, okay. But that's not what the... Because the, the Manson killings was, he was just, he ran it. He didn't actually... He wasn't even, he didn't even, he wasn't even in the house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the actual, the, like, the, the Sharon Tate house where everybody was killed yeah. he, he wasn't there now there is like allegedly he might have been but but was there not stuff like he bought the gun and then gave them the gun or something you know i'm sure there was something but even is that but that wouldn't even be yeah. a crime yeah like i bet like at worst it'd have been like if the person he gave it to didn't have a license it'd be like illegal dealings of a firearm <laughs> yeah um, you get life in prison for that yeah uh, yeah um and in california at the time Probably not the case. Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess, because some of them were, like, some of the, the Manson family were, like, 17. Yeah. And maybe that, but, yeah, I really don't know. I must look into that. Um, or just listen to those to those Conspiracy Guys episode. Oh, did they do one on? I think, they, oh, maybe they didn't. Uh, I just If you didn't, like, Gordo, get on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Do super mutants have white privilege? <laughs> It's an interesting, they don't even have, they don't even have a a sex. Yeah, they're they're genderless and like in every way they're the superior human. (laughs) Um, I mean, they, they all, they appear to be raceless and genderless. What pronoun do you use for a super mutant? So they, them, I guess. Yeah. Just a neutral pronoun. Those, it, no, is that offensive? Well, it depends on what they choose to be called. Yeah. I would kind of like to be called it. 
Like, I won't really take offence to that. Like, if somebody started refusing, uh, referring to me as it, it's so <laughs> offensive. <laughs> um, that sounds so offensive. Uh, so super. I, I, would, I would never call somebody it. No. Like it sounds horrible. But I like personally wouldn't mind because I would just think, oh, like a interdimensional being or something. Oh yeah, like, okay. as in the the book it. I guess. Yeah, that's true. You're a spider monster that dresses up as a clown. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually not really a spider monster. It's just that you can't even perceive what I am. So that's the closest your mind can oh, see. Oh yeah. Um, Which is even freakier. Yeah, yeah, it's much freakier. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Sorry, <laughs> way off topic yeah. there. But, sorry, we went back to Marilyn, to Marilyn Manson, to Charlie Manson. What were we talking about just before that? Marilyn Manson. Uh, we're still just talking about, like, your man going to, like, North oh, Korea. Oh, North Korea, yeah, yeah. Stuff, yeah. Have you seen the Vice piece where Shane, is it Shane Black, the co-founder of Vice? You know, Vice News. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where he goes to North Korea? No, no, I didn't see that. I heard of it. His ones. I, I forgot who it was because I meant to look at it. Like back six, seven years ago, they were doing yeah. really good like investigative journalism and stuff. But his, his I think he'd done tr- two North Korean trips. And I think the, the, you know, the interview with James Franco, I think that's based on a lot of the, it seems like they base a lot of stuff that happens off what happens to him in the Vice one. Because there's oh, loads yeah. of stuff of him being brought to like you know, a food market and yeah. he's like, this looks like a set and oh, this yeah. food is fresher than it would be uh, in like the London fr- food markets that's clearly brought out and for him. nobody there. Yeah, well, yeah, and there's loads of that and he goes like they show like children working on a computer and they never like confirm it but it looks like like they're playing with their mou- the mouse but where they're moving their hand isn't where the mouse is going going and it's clearly just a screw like it's, it's just a recording playing yeah like, um, and there's loads of really weird shit like that and he goes to like this really fancy restaurant with like gold chandeliers and all these wait like like six waiters on him and there's nobody else there <laughs> yeah of course uh, so he's just brought to all the spots the the tourists are brought yeah, to. i've seen i've seen a bit of a clip of it and like he's in a car and they're just driving in this empty street like there's yeah, nowhere yeah. around nobody around and they go to some temple or something or one of the, like the palace. And there's just nowhere, nobody to be seen anywhere in the background. There's no other vehicles. There's nothing. But have you ever looked on, um, for a long time, North Korea was blurred on Google Maps. Um, yeah, yeah. And more recently now it's not. But if you look at it and you zoom in, like, there's no lights. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's just, there's just streets. There's a few buildings and forest and like fields. And... I, I I looked at it one day and I looked at what was the capital and I think I saw like three trucks and none of them were on the road. They're all in yards. Yeah. yeah. And there's like nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. It's mad. Do you know uh, Eddie Bravo? Have you ever heard of him? I have heard the name, but. Uh, he's uh, He's got a podcast. He's a Brazilian jitsu expert. Like oh, a trainer. yeah, yeah. I've heard um, of him. And he's a big conspiracy nut. Like he used to be kind of involved in UFC as like a yeah. commentator. But um, he's got a great. He he doesn't believe he, he well he he hasn't said he doesn't believe it. But he's employed in a podcast. I heard that like North Korea might not even be real. <laughs> like, uh, like he reckons that it's to create. It, it's like nineteen eighty four. Yeah, that like the reason we know so it's little the enemy. about it. Well, yeah, exactly. The reason we know so little about it and there's all these like fake cities is because like um, the the United States. And China have 
built essentially built North Korea to when they want to create fake conflicts to avoid them having a conflict or something. I that can't is remember. an amazing theory. <laughs> I can't remember exactly what he laid out, but it was. There's sometimes I I hear him and I'm like, man, Eddie Bravo is crazy. But as crazy as that sounded, I was like, that doesn't sound like a huge stretch. Yeah, like, like it's just a, a pile of land they just took. Well, it is like this country where after the Korean War in the fifties, like yeah, yeah. Just, but like if there was a, like how many countries do you know of where? Just through any sort of degrees of separation, you don't actually know anybody that's ever even been there. I know. <laughs> like, like, it's... Um, Just to confirm, I, I don't actually believe North Korea is not no, real, no, but I think it's, it's quite an interesting yeah, theory. Because every day there. there's people escaping from it. And yeah, yeah. Stuff like that who are, um, like, telling their story and stuff. But it's still... It just seems so crazy. I, every time I read something about North Korea, I just find it hard to believe it's in our... Mm. Our version of Earth, that it's not from, like, a parallel world. Like, it just yeah, seems, yeah. It, It's so hard to believe that that is currently existing and, like, of how modern our society is and the way we are and stuff. And I know we're white Westerners and everything, yeah, but yeah. still, it's just so far away from... It's just the stuff of fiction and science fiction. Well, and it's it, so, like... It's not, like, as, obviously, they're not too advanced, like you were talking about... <laughs> the way they act they were acting with like computer science yeah but they're still more advanced than you would imagine a society that could be controlled the way they're being controlled would yeah, be yeah. if that makes any sense yeah i know what you mean um, <laughs> luke wants to <laughs> do we know anybody from leitrim well maybe leitrim's not real well well i'm sorry to burst your bubble luke <laughs> but uh my wife is from Leitrim, so fuck you. <laughs> there goes that theory. Yeah. Though I haven't said And I've been there many a times. I got married oh, there. I haven't said that. Like, I've gotten the train so, down there a few times, and there's a lot of empty stuff just outside it. <laughs> it does seem like, it seems a bit stagey. Yeah. Where, like, I've been there on weekdays, and there's nobody around, but then all of a sudden, on weekends, they bring out all the actors, like... No, that's but, stags and hens. Ma'am, yeah, well, that's a convenient story, I guess. <laughs> Hang on, Johnny, you were there for my wedding, and you've been there for... Again, it was a weekend, and there was just loads of... Wait a second, this does actually seem like that Vice documentary, because I went to Leitrim one weekend for your wedding, and there was an aeroplane, there happened to be like a fun fair and an aeroplane show and all these ridiculous things. I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't happen in any town, in any weekend. Here's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> like, that was the weird, there, was, weird. there was a fucking weird food uh, festival. festival then yeah, it was last week. It was our wedding was anniversary. and Or the week before. And uh, we went down to the fun fair and uh, I... I uh, I nearly got really sick going on the, uh, not the teacups, the faster ones, can't remember the name of them, the waltzers or whatever <laughs> they called. said teacups, I'd have lost all respect for you. And then they went to bumper cars and I gave my wife whiplash by going into her in a bumper car because we were the only ones doing it. So I got a really long run on her and just wrecked it. <laughs> you were the only ones doing it again. Sounds very like that voice special. I don't know, there was two other kids there as well. <laughs> we, we milled into them as well. But uh, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, there wasn't a lot of people there that day. <laughs> but I, yeah, Leitrim's there. I don't know, I'm beginning I'm beginning to suspect your wife of possibly being a, a double agent or something. It's probably just today she's from Roscommon instead. <laughs> <laughs> Leitrim doesn't exist, it's actually just Roscommon. 
that's a they're counties in Ireland for people who don't know anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the funny okay. thing is the amount of people who say that to me say what that Leitrim isn't real <laughs> like it's like oh don't know anyone from Leitrim Leitrim where's that never been there never heard of Leitrim it's it's amazing yeah, it's funny because like I'm from originally I'm from Offaly, which wouldn't be too far from Leitrim. I mean, it's yeah. the same distance as Offaly to like Offaly to Dublin, yeah, pretty the much, other yeah. side on the other side, Offaly to Leitrim, roughly. Yeah. As the crow flies, it wouldn't be yeah a huge distance. Oh yeah, even so, I hadn't really met my, my I hadn't met anyone from Leitrim, and my only real knowledge of it was that Dustin the turkey, who was a puppet on an Irish children's cartoon. Yeah. Uh, used to take the piss out of Leitrim a lot because I think Ray Darcy was Ray Darcy from Leitrim might have been we were saying we were going to like cut this Twitch stream off but will we just keep it because we're probably not going to stay on a whole lot longer anyway yeah no uh, yeah we'll sure we'll keep going how long have we been recording uh, according to your recorder it says 56 minutes but we've been live for about I'd say seven minutes shorter than that. So let's say 50 minutes. Let's stay going. We'll still, we're going to, I'm going to cut it out right before the, the end when we have, because we have some, some yeah. little announcements, not major, but I just want to get the extra. I want to make sure that like seven people listening will still download the episode. Yeah. yeah. So we go, we go carry on what's going on in the world. Yeah. yeah. What else is going on? What else did Buddy bring down to us? Um, well, in, uh, as I said, it's been a bad week for fire. Or a good week for fire? I don't know. Can you invest in fire? A bad week for uh, people. PPR, fire's PR, I guess. Fire's already had, always had bad <laughs> PR. As I was only saying to you before we started recording is I, um, I, I want to start experimenting with cooking in my compost. Because uh, I'll go into this a little bit because it's a survival tip, right? Yeah, yeah, this, this um, was interesting. And I'll be honest, I was only half listening when you explained it beforehand because I was trying to set up the stream. Yeah, so. yeah that's okay. So um, when uh, you have a compost pile, basically you, if you put in a lot of like say leaf matter and gra- like grass cuttings and things like that, they, they break down the fastest uh, as opposed to like your kitchen scraps um, and things like that. So if you have grass cuttings and leaf 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 fall and that kind of stuff you put them in a big pile with some kitchen scraps and maybe a little bit of like wood chippings and things like that um it heats up really quickly because all the bacteria goes crazy and starts producing and stuff and you get a huge amount of heat and so i've noticed it with uh of course coming into summer i'm cutting my grass more so i'm feeding i'm basically feeding my compost more and i noticed the other day it's very hot and i remember watching a youtube video on it ages ago and they were talking about how you um you can get the temperature up to like 70 degrees and stuff like that. And someone had said to me a long time ago that you can actually cook with your compost pile. So if you feed it right and you put the right amount in it and you kind of layer uh, wood chippings and you get it wet so there's lots yeah. of moisture and then you aerate it out, you will eventually get it to um, heat up. You can get it up to about 70 degrees Celsius, which I think is about 140 Fahrenheit, something like that, roughly. It sounds right, but I wouldn't be the um, one to ask. I remember thinking, yeah, I think it was about 140, 150, something like that Fahrenheit. Um, it's about 70 Celsius, anyway. Um, and you can cook food in it. Like, w- the only examples I could find on anywhere on, like, YouTube was a guy taking two eggs, put them in a plastic bag and putting them in the middle of it. And then the next day he had two lovely f- cooked eggs for his breakfast. And it was, like, this really terrible video. Um 
was super cheesy and stuff. But uh, but I read an article where a guy got into like he cooks. He said like he cooks nearly all his meals doing this way, and he just you just plan ahead where he uh, he takes like something like a, like a a beef joint or a pork joint, and uh, he wraps it in a pot and leaves it for like. 30 hours in the compost heap when he, when he has it at a toddest and then it's, comes back to it and he has like a roast dinner. It's oh. so mad. Like, well, yeah, like I've heard like that's how Vikings would have cooked. Yeah. So it's um, mad. So you're cooking without fire. Yeah, yeah. And you're cooking, like you're creating essentially free energy out of like your waste out of like some waste off some grass. It seems like pole. such a, a, a post-apocalyptic thing. You you leave your food yeah. cooking and you go scavenging out of town or whatever. You come back and your food's cooked. Your food's ready. Yeah, oh, I'd love to try. It. Like that'd be a good video we should do over the summer. Definitely, we would like go yeah. camping and like do it somewhere or something. Or what well, we do takes, it? Yeah, yeah, because we need to do it on our own property. To and it takes a few days to build up the heat and stuff. Yeah, uh, but uh, I'm going to get an allotment this summer. And we could, might be able to do it on the allotment. Or even in my back garden. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sounds so fucking interesting. You'd, but wouldn't you feel... Like, the, just the dopamine release of having achieved that yourself. <laughs> like, I know, yeah. Because I've done, I've done cool things where... Um, I know Ray, Ray Mears, he's like a, a very, very British... Even though Bear Grylls is British, but he's a very kind of English version of Bear Grylls if, you know, if that makes sense um, <laughs> he's old English yeah he's very old English uh, you, I don't think he is but you imagine he's like descended from a lord or something you know, he's <laughs> that kind of guy like, uh, but he's a really nice guy and as opposed to being all like sensationalism he's a bit more like no and this is how we survive this and he's way calm it's all very calm and stuff if anybody he's on YouTube and stuff look up um, uh, Ray Mears he's brilliant and um but he did a cool one where he did this like Neolithic England and where you, you dig a hole in the ground, you roll rocks from the fire into the ground, you put your meat in, put the rocks back in and then bury it. And I've done that one and it's cool. I cooked a leg of lamb doing it while camping years ago and it took about three hours and then we had a roast dinner sitting around a campfire. It was cool. Um, so I'd love to try the compost thing. We'll definitely do it in the summer. We'll do a video on it. Like I've often cool. done the thing out camping where you like wrap your food in, you like you wrap potato and you knew with like, like if you had t- tin sausages, you wrap them in tin foil and leave yeah. them in the bottom, the, the pit of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. In like and, the embers. And yeah. Yeah. And it, it takes quite a while. You can go do, do some stuff. And when you come back, it'll be nice and crispy. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it at the weekend with a, we had a barbecue and I took, thanks for I, the invite. And, um, I took, uh, <laughs> I took a, a sweet potato and an onion and some garlic and I put a little bit of oil in it, wrapped it in tin foil, and then just put it in the bottom of the barbecue after we'd finished cooking on it. And then that was my lunch for the next day. It was really handy. And it, sorry, it was family only, Johnny. <laughs> and it was a lovely lunch. <laughs> Very good. So, yeah. and, you, know, you don't consider me family? <laughs> haven't known you long enough um, the 14 year mark that's where you become family yeah you've another two and a half years I'd say. Um, when I have kids and they start calling you Uncle Johnny you'll be family that's it <laughs> right so th- fire <laughs> um, so yeah you can cook without fire was my point yeah. um, you can create heat with nature yeah we go into fire yeah so there was Two tragic, awful, uh, 
getting serious for a minute. Yeah. Uh, really awful fires uh, this week in um, one in London and one in Portugal. So yeah. in Lo- if London hadn't been hit hard enough the last couple of months, um, they had there was the Grenfell Towers uh, or Tower in London, which that was on the fourteenth of June. Uh, that's a two hundred and forty foot, um, seventy meter high tower block. And it's what's public housing, so it's um, yeah. like tenement buildings or whatever. Um, it's like projects buildings. Yeah, like that's so, the best for American listeners. Yeah, they like the pro- yeah. the projects. And there were seventy four people who were badly injured, seventy nine presumed dead. Yeah. Only five of the bodies have been identified, and the other seventy four are either missing or presumed dead. They're basically yeah. people they knew lived there or frequented the buildings, and they're currently missing. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. It's also cra- when you see the fu- when you see what the fire done to the place. It, oh. It's almost as crazy that it's got, that's a huge number. It's really sad, but it's also amazing that there wasn't more in a way. When oh, you look yeah. at like how many people, like how many people lived in that tower, and on any given day, how many like visitors are over. You know, like how many people were there, like. The fact that that amount of people even got out is fucking amazing. And the fire spread up through the building in something like 14 minutes or something like that. Like less, I think it was eight. Yeah. The, the majority of it. But overall, it was roughly 15 minutes from start of fire till it, it engulfed the whole building, which is insane. Yeah. Like, I wonder how, you see, I was thinking about that. Now, we don't really have those, we don't have those towers in Ireland, not enough. We, we, we had a few of them and we knocked them down and actually... Well, we still have, a f- the ones you're thinking, we still have a few like that in like Blue Bell and places, maybe not yeah. as high as the Ballymun Towers, yeah. but uh, even the Ballymun ones, like how, what were they, like six, seven stories? I don't know, they were about 10 or 12. Or I think. Did, okay, yeah. I didn't think they went up. But even so, you know, tw- you know, it's not that high yeah either um but even them i was just gonna say from from like i was this 24 stories was that one the glenfell right which is still twice you know i know i just i I really didn't think the ballymon ones were even that high i don't know like the ones in blue bell are i think they're only like four yeah but which is about the highest when i moved to dublin the second time there was ones near me that were like six stories yeah. And they seem pretty big just by our standards. But have you ever been in any of those towers? No, no, I haven't, no. I've been in two separate ones in separate, like, locations. And, like, they're not that, like, they're grand. But what, what I kind of noticed with them, it seems like that the here anyway, when the council, like, do them up, when they have to do a job on them, they kind of just re- repaint them and stuff. Like, yeah. they kind of do it, kind of, like, not half asset, but like to do as cheap as possible. Yeah, and I was thinking, like, is is it? I wonder, is it something got to do like the fact that a fire can spread that quickly? I was thinking, like, is something got to do with just like repainting the same places over and over, not like sanding down the paint and starting oh, yeah, over. Yeah. Like, is there like forty years worth of paint on a wall? <laughs> just, yeah. I don't know if that makes a difference, but yeah. Well, the I have a bit of facts about it. It was the. They believe it was the flashing on the outside of the buildings, which was this insulation flashing. Yeah. And basically it's like two sheets of aluminium with insulation in between. And all the residents, they had this thing where they could vote. Or like they were all able to petition what kind of um, insulation they wanted and all this kind of stuff. And they all petitioned for a, a more expensive one. And they're all willing to put 
like money into it themselves as a as a yeah, community yeah. to get um, a more expensive one that was fireproof and the cheapest one was put on it and basically the insulation in between is like great fuel for fire yeah and it was sandwiched between the insulation and they reckoned between weathering because it was done whatever like say 10 years ago or something and apparently they did an inspection like 18 months ago and this was a fire hazard this needs to be changed yeah. and nothing was done about it in 18 months and the the, fl- the what they believe is that basically what it, do- it did was it was able to carry the flames like a funnel like a chimney with fuel all the way up it it just made the fire like shoot up the whole building and spread into other floors and stuff like so quickly it was through this insulation and they think it started, uh, it hasn't been fully confirmed, but they believe it was a faulty refrigerator on the fourth floor that started it. That started the fire. And so the, cla- sorry, I said flashing, cladding was the word they used for it, the exterior cladding kind of thing. Um, yeah, so they believe the inf- insulation created a fuel for the fire between the aluminium and it went rapidly up through it. So basically the aluminium kind of came away from and created a gap. And the way fire works is fire needs fuel, oxygen, and ignition so what yeah. starts a fire and then fuel and oxygen to feed it so in a case of that fire we'd find the fuel and then to continue burning it would rise upwards to find oxygen so it would just yeah. fly up through this gap that has a small bit of oxygen in it and there's oxygen up the top so yeah. it just that's what took the time it's yeah. crazy and yeah. it seems like even reading stuff on it uh because you know, is, is that that is that council housing, or is like certain flats council housing, and certain yeah, this, and I'm not sure how it works, but it seems like a lot of the the older people, for whatever reason, were put at the top of the building. That makes no sense. To yeah, it's harder. Maybe they've been there the longest. I don't know. I guess so. Like, I yeah. Well, yeah, that might be it. Because I, I worked like I, like I worked in a place similar to I, I was working on like the website and stuff, but work for a place that works with community centers and stuff like that yeah and they uh deal with uh like sheltered housing and all that and there was this thing that in some of those blocks the uh apartments at the top did tend to be the nicer ones that had like just more because there might be like on each floor there might be seven apartments but on the top two there was only three so they had more space Um, and stuff and they did tend to have the older or like more at risk people at the top. Oh, so they had more space. So they had more space, but then it was like, why were these places built to have these these rooms at the top? Like, why not the bottom? Just have three. Just have like three apartments on the bottom and and design them for for people with needs. But I think the the reason it was just because it was cheaper to construct them with more rooms on the bottom because it makes the foundation. It makes the structure. PMC. Oh yeah, okay, I, yeah. So again, it comes down to well, it's cheaper to build yeah, yeah. it this way. Uh, yeah, and no, I don't know. I'm not saying that this is why this tower yeah. had the map. Just that's what yeah. I've observed. Well, well, all these towers are built that things like elevators are actually insulated. Like the majority, most buildings you walk into, from a fire safety point of view, they say uh, don't use the elevator in the event of a fire yeah. because it's a chamber that will set yeah, fire. Exactly. Up. But actually, most of them are sealed insulators and actually they're probably especially in the really high towers like if you go into like new york or something you know the really high towers that you've got there they're like what you've got 80 stories versus 24 is the yeah, max you're gonna yeah, like yeah. you're you've got all these speed elevators and stuff and they're 
they're all insulated and stuff. Like they're the only way you're going to get away from fire. You're not going to yeah. run down 70 flights of stairs or 80 flights of stairs. Like, yeah, I guess the other side of it is like, it, it's the, if you're in a, a building like that and there's a fire, I guess it's the risk of, well, what if the elevator cuts out? Yeah, halfway down. Halfway down, where it's like, at least you're in control of running down the steps. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's yeah quicker. <laughs> yeah. And, and one of the big things is, it sounds crazy, but it actually makes sense, is the advice, fire safety advice that everyone was given and was on walls and on notices was in the event of a virus, stay in your apartment. Don't leave the building. I didn't even come across that. Did you not come across this? No. This was, this is the whole thing. This is why so many people were killed. Because the whole idea was stay in the building. But I didn't, but sorry, no, I, I knew people, but like they, they had that printed. Did you, sorry, did you say they had that in the building? Like it, it signs in the building saying. On every floor there was, in, the in building. case of a fire, here are your emergency exits. But the best thing to do is stay in your apartment. See, I'd heard that there was a, like people had stayed in under advice and that's what confused. I was like, oh, where did they get that advice? Yeah. That's weird. I thought that was something they were told once at some fucking safety council meeting but the fact like what's our, what, what building has signs like that posted throughout them apparently a lot of buildings and there's a reason i have a little interview of an interview of a firefighter he went on reddit and like right. kind of did this whole like ask me anything kind of thing and um so he did uh what was it um so there was, was he a london based firefighter yeah yeah um he happened to actually be not on duty that day, but then he was on like stuff the next yeah, day with yeah. it and stuff. Like that. But anyway, um, so he has, this is just, I have quotes from him here and he was saying, um, so he was asked, have you ever advised people to stay inside a burning building? When is this ever good advice? What happens when emergency services can't reach a person? Are they supposed to try to save, save themselves somehow or accept death? And his response was, in a block of flats, there is usually a stairwell that runs the height of the building. If there is a fire on the fifth floor, for example, as soon as we open the front door to tackle the fire, the lobby and the stairwell will fill with smoke and unburnt fire gases throughout the height of the building above the fifth floor. Yeah, yeah. If you were living on floors above the fire, you would have been breathing in the uh, this smoke and toxic fumes whilst making your way down, your best choice is to stay in your flat. Cover the edges of your doors with blankets, etc. Leave the fire brigade. Uh, let the fire brigade know that you are in your property. Uh, and he says, what appears to have happened um, on the day, Wednesday last week, is completely unique. Staying in your flat is 99.9% of the time the safest thing to do. If you're in a house, then uh, then getting out of the property is a lot more feasible. So it's like easier to yeah, run yeah. out of a house with one story, uh, two stories. Uh, you also write, if there's a fire below you, definitely stay put. Close all doors between you and any source of fire and smoke and notify the fire brigade of your location and follow their advice. Grenfell Tower was a unique set of circumstances by the looks of it and staying put has saved many, many lives in the past. So it's crazy. Um, like one person replied, it's just, it's just a bizarre statement. Like, cause he was saying, someone's like, oh, I'll buy a respirator then. Cause I live in an apartment block. And he's like, respirator won't compensate for the lack of oxygen in the air or the heat or the increase in carbon monoxide or dioxide. 
so it's no use to you. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another person suggested maybe you should just hold your breath and run down the stairs. <laughs> but like I would never have thought that, but it makes sense when he puts it. Out I like thought it would have only been for to avoid like the panic of people escaping. Yeah. But it just seems like with, with those signs plastered around buildings, because I mean the context of like, well, where is the fire? How serious is it? Is it what if you're like you know? Obviously, you don't stay in your if you're flat. If the fire started, if it's your yeah, fridge yeah, that went exactly. out, um, and also like the size of the block. Like if you're in like a six-story block and the fire is on the third floor getting to the roof might be an option like i don't like it just seems like is the, yeah, the fact that that's where just, all the smoke is though you know that's the thing <clears throat> even if you're if you're on a well i guess depending where you are like you know in fucking if you're in new york you'd get to the roof and use a fire escape yeah yeah and go down the other side yeah. of the building or whatever yeah. um because it's it's just like it's not a, a one fits all kind of thing um, yeah yeah i've just never seen like the the signs posted i've never Lived in a tower block, though, so... No, me neither. Um, I've never even lived in an apartment. I've always lived in a house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same, really. Or a bunker. <laughs> I would have just never thought that, yeah. I would have thought, like, when you said it first, I was like, oh, well, I assume it's because if everybody's trying to escape and, you know, just smoke filling the stairwell, like, it's probably going to result in more deaths, but... Yeah. There's... Um... So that's, that's everything I have on the uh, the London fire, which is just crazy. Will we uh, finish up the Twitch stream? Yeah, yeah. It seems to be dying off people there anyway. And if if you've heard enough of this, you can uh, give us the download anyway. <laughs> like for all three, one, three people that are left. Well, you know why is the only people listening would be people either in Ireland or the UK because Americans aren't even home from work yet. That's true. And we're talking about all these horrible stuff that happened in the UK <laughs> recently. Yeah, maybe. yeah. That's what I'd like to believe, not that it's just people don't want to hear us talk. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll head it off Twitch if you yeah. want to hear the rest of the episode. And we have a couple of announcements at the end we're going to go into. So yeah. do listen to the download, even if you just listen to the last 10, 15 minutes of it. Yeah, and thanks to Luke and Helsenberg for joining in on the chat. Yeah. Um, we, we'll do a few more of these. We're probably going to do them as a separate sort of like a half hour stream at some point. Yeah, it's probably our pre-show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where it'll be like, we'll do, or it'll be more like a post-show to the f- last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, where we'll kind of follow up on like, you know, because then like say if we done, we what we should do is say last week we, or two weeks ago we done Super Mutants. This should have been the post-Super Mutant show and then people in the chat could... Give us uh, feedback. Give us, yeah, and just talk about what we discussed in the last episode. Yeah. Um, and this was kind of a rushed... We, we weren't even sure if we were doing an episode this week. We just decided we'd do something. And we wanted to test out Twitch and stuff. Yeah, and we weren't going to. And I was like, ah, sure, we'll just do the fires and terrorism. And you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was more of a catch-up thing. So not, not yeah. our strongest, but... And we're trying to... We're just trying to work out new things to do. And uh, we'll talk a bit more like about that in the actual episode. So thanks for joining us, guys. Yeah, and, and pop on over to disasterspodcast.com yeah. for more. So we're off Twitch, by the way. Yeah, so we're we're free from our live restraints. Start using all our yeah racism. <laughs> right, okay. So yeah, so that was uh, the Glenfield fires and our fire, and like it was crazy and went on for so many hours. They were trying to put it out, and everything was awful. But then, only a few days later, in 
Portugal, they had a terrible forest fire. Uh, Portugal had, um, they've had a drought for mm. ages and they've had temperatures the last few weeks reaching up to 40 degrees Celsius. Oh, I got that fly. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> um, I just ninja a fly out, of, out of, that was coming at me there with one hand. Um, she said it was like a wasp or something. Uh, I, 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 nin- I ninja a, a, an eagle with one hand. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they they had this. They've had this drought for months. Uh, no rain. It's been really dry conditions, and now they have a extreme heat and like up to forty degrees Celsius. Is crazy. I don't even mm. know what that is in Celsius, but it's no, what's high. the number again? Forty. Degrees Celsius. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's over 100 anyway. It's, yeah. I think. It's insane heat. Um, yeah, yeah. And no humidity. That's dry heat. Like, um, So the forest has basically become acres and acres of kindling waiting to be ignited. And they had some thunderstorms um, without rain and some lightning and uh. fire. And... Uh, there was over 150 people injured, uh, over 60 people killed in it. The craziest thing about it is 47 of the people who died were killed in or around their cars because they were driving a road out of the forest areas trying yeah. to escape. And oh, they were, there was this whole thing where they were directed to go one road instead of another road. The 47 of them, uh, the victims died on the N236 road which has been called by the media the road of death or the oh. road of hell. Right. Oh, this is why I don't follow fucking news. Oh know, my God. Oh. And uh, it's so far, they've believed 30 of them uh, burned to death in their cars and the others were trapped by flames and like smoke and stuff like that. Um, but one of the contributing factors, which I thought was really interesting from a, from a like societal point of view and stuff is it's believed that the forest uh, fire was called caused by poor forest management combined with depopulation of rural areas which has left many wooded areas un- un- untended which has played a part in the disaster so it's like a weird yeah a weird kind of thing you wouldn't think of it's a knock-on effect of like economies and like people leaving rural areas that then yeah, yeah. these areas are less attended by people they're less looked after and then you get forest fires also probably places that had people never been there might have never been such a conductor for it yeah but you know if you farmed the the land and kind of killed off a lot of things and then left without like fertilizing the land or something you're just leaving like loads of kind of like dry grass yeah yeah things yeah um, where there's no, is, where it's just like there's mulch, but there's nothing there, like feeding off it and stuff, yeah. and then it dries out. Um, um, like I wonder, you know, would you, that same area three hundred years ago have just had random forest fires starting in it? Yeah, well, well it probably would have, because then you have things like farming creates um, soil erosion, and then water retention isn't as good. Yeah, there's yeah. so many different knock-on effects, like environmentally of people and then you abandon it it has to recover and stuff so like for the area like from an environmental point of view this probably sounds awful but the fire is probably a good thing for like the actual forest to recover 
Yeah, yeah. It, um, like what, far, what, what you do with fields, like where you burn yeah. the, the dead shrubbery to... Yeah, and it's really good for the soil and all that kind of stuff. So from that kind of point of view, it's good. Obviously, it's horrible and tragic that these people died and everything. I'm not saying it's a good thing that no, this happened. No, I don't think anybody could construe it. But, um, you know, <laughs> but still, it's crazy. And it's it can be a thing that's blamed on modern society. Yeah. Know? That's sure. fucking oh, it's so sad. Like people dying in their cars is. I I was thinking about it. There is nothing more terrifying to me. I think than being trapped in your car, burning alive. That is just buried alive is more uh, appealing. Yeah, I'd much like, rather which is slowly suffocate to death in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> in, a, in a in a in a box you can just about fit in. Yeah, says a lot. Yeah, I'd rather be eaten by a shark. Cause I, I know that, definitely because like I mean I'd be like this is kind of cool <laughs> yeah yeah and and you'll probably die quicker because you'll yeah. bleed out and and uh, at least you get to be shark poo you know there's a <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um oh, this is like this is so horrible you would hope the smoke would kill you first like yeah the, yeah you would yeah because what like. We're 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 going to do an episode on like more like fire safety stuff in the future at some point. Yeah, mainly because that's not like I have no real idea how to what I should be doing in most. Of, as we talk when we're talking about the tower block thing, like I would have never thought that like oh staying in my apartment is yeah. the thing to do. So because we should do that as a proper episode because definitely yeah, and probably cool to, to get learn. someone who knows a lot about it in as a guest, I like know, a firefighter. I, or I know something. a firefighter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. And he's like a proper, like he's a Dublin, like he's not a volunteer firefighter. He's, he's a full time. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. We'll try and do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. On one of his off days where he's really tired. <laughs> That'd be the best. Like, yeah. And we'll, even if we have to, we'll go to him or something, you know. Get a That'd tour. Be better, the, get a tour it? of the fire station. Go down the pole. <laughs> be great. Um, have you ever gone down the pole? No, I've never gone down the pole. Well, I don't know, what way do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I've gone down a few poles. Um, and, on a school tour once, I went yeah. down the pole. Oh, right. And also another great episode, just because it makes me think of it, is where my brother-in-law is in the Navy and he's going to give us a tour of one of the boats. And he, he needs to clear it with the media people first. Oh, we were going to do, like back when we were doing yesterday's news today, that's where that first yeah. came up. Um, I like how we can work. Yeah. Our, our contacts into any sort of podcast I know, yeah. we do we need to do uh, we, we'll do a trip to Cork and we'll probably fit like two episodes in do something about something Cork. Cork yeah and then he'll do he'll give us a tour of the, of the one of the ships and we'll do stuff nice. like that that'd be cool yeah 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 that'd cool. be good yeah upcoming stuff today's the longest day of the year Johnny did you know that the day that we're recording oh is it Yes, the, oh, it's, it's the out. it's it's the twenty first of June, twenty first, two thousand and seventeen. The longest day of the year, the solstice. Usually, it's a day. Oh, we've had a tradition for a few we years. We should have now. done the Wicker Man episode for this. Is that what you're going to say? Oh, I didn't even think that. Um, because yeah, they burn the Wicker Man. Yeah, yeah well, isn't that it. the longest day when the? I think so. Um, that might be winter solstice. Um, because they're. Oh, it might not even be solstice actually, because I think it's a crop thing. Oh, yeah, so they have good crops in the yeah, coming season. Yeah. Well, either um, way, it would have been good for Yeah, well, that. no, because to me, it's always been an important day because it's the longest day of the year. And we have a tradition where very often on the solstice or the day after, 
we stay up all night and watch the sunrise and just me and Shane. No, and <laughs> Darren does it too. And and um, who's he still hasn't come on on any, either of our, the, uh, like any podcast, but he wants to. Well, aren't we not? That I was meant to say this when we're live. Aren't we not meant meant to not be saying his name? You could say one, and you could just say his first name. You say I think we already used. Oh, okay, the um, second. I think yeah. the last time it was to say. I don't know. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's a good year because, like, tomorrow is an important day as well. It's a good celebration in the world. Because it is... The days start getting shorter. Well, no, like, it really feels like summer and it's long evenings. And it's very important to me, personally. And... Ah, I know. We had this com- We had this very conversation on the podcast this time last year. We probably did. I wonder yeah. what episode. I, I'd like to go back to... I, I wonder what episode it was so as listeners could go and listen back. Whatever podcast we've done around this week last year, I guess. Yeah. Because it is another day. It's a, it's a birthday. It is, Johnny. Yes. MMA legend Randy Couture, I believe. I did not know that. Birthday, yeah. Yeah. Any... Other birthdays you can think of in there? I'm trying to remember whose birthdays it was last year I was celebrating. Meryl Streep. Oh, I think, yeah, I think you said that to me. I think I was trying to get you to celebrate. Yeah, I remember I posted their birthdays to your Facebook page, so maybe I should just check your face. You probably did, yeah. Um, On this day. Yeah, on this, because I I think it was a few. tomorrow. Or tomorrow, yeah, and I I never understood why you weren't... uh, as excited about all these, you know, because I had another one in mind that you didn't think of, but you know, it's fine. I it's wish I could remember all the other birthdays right now. <laughs> There's so many. I had like seven of them. <laughs> um, Randy Couture, Mel Streep. I I don't know who. But anyway, so uh, the announcement. Yeah, yeah, we've another <laughs> announcement there. No, we have a. I'll try and think of who other who else's birthday. Let, you let me know. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so we have a. This isn't like a big announcement or anything. We kind of just wanted to clickbait people into downloading the episode as well as listening to it. Yeah, um, but yeah, so uh, through a popular demand. Yeah, being like a few people have mentioned it, we are going to start a Patreon account. Dun, 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 dun. For all oh, five I, of you. I wish I had an audio board and we could have queued that music up then <laughs> yeah. so much better. But yeah, it's a it is essentially it's filled out. But we need to like go over it a little. Um I need yeah. to sit down with Shane and show him some things. We need to work out some things. It's still gonna be a few weeks away. Yeah. But because we're busy on it, we might miss a few episodes. It might be up by the time we actually have another episode released. Yeah, because yeah. we want to record content exclusively for Patreon. We we want this podcast to this podcast always going to be free, so we never want to take the good stuff away from people that have yeah. been listening to it. So we're doing going to do extra stuff for the Patreon, but yeah. because we don't want we want to be ahead of ourselves with Patreon content, so it might take a tiny bit of time just to do that. But the, yeah, we will have to build up a a. Uh, an archive? Well, not an archive. We'll build up well, we material. To at least have enough uh, material for the first month. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, for the first month. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to do a Patreon. Obviously, you'll know when it comes up. I think people will like the sort of system we're going to be working on, the, uh, the sort of reward system, where yeah. we're going to be pretty much doing it as a Acolytes of Apocalypse uh, club. 
So, yeah, you uh, can join our biker guy club. Yeah, yeah. So you can like, you know, for two dollars, you can become a, a prospect, which might not make sense to anybody who hasn't read Hell's Angels or seen Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Uh, but you should read Hell's Angels or just search Wikipedia. Yeah, or even uh, watch like one episode of <laughs> yeah, Sons of Anarchy if you have the patience for it. Just click on a random episode. Don't even start at the beginning. Yeah. Because I actually found that that was one of the few shows where it's like the first season is absolutely atrocious. And then it kind of gets a little bit better. Yeah. And then it kind of They changed the whole format again. of it from the first season onwards. In the first season, it's all about like, like, it's like, look at how cool these guys are. And you're like, oh my God, it's like the opposite of Sopranos. <laughs> but even, like, even if it's presented, like the whole thing has voiceover of like your man's dad is like the narrator and stuff of this. And, oh, then, yeah, and yeah. then when it goes on, they change all that. But um, we'll talk more about anyway. Sons of Anarchy in one of the exclusive Patreon episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're going to do it in a system like that. Even we haven't really worked out. We'll do a the, special where we break it all down. No. Yeah. yeah. We, we haven't even worked out what our, the, the reward system, what the, the pledge is going to be. Cause I've heard some mixed things like Patreon recommend you start at a dollar, but I've also heard they take like 60 cent of a dollar, but <laughs> okay. only like a hundred, like, uh, like maybe $1, 10 cent of $2. So you should probably start with two. Yeah. Most people tend to pledge $1. Like that tends to be what everybody does. Yeah. And that's, and Patreon recommends you do that, but it's because the way the algorithm works works. better for them. Yeah. So I'm not sure, like if, if, if we were going to end up with everybody doing a dollar, maybe it'd be better to start with two, to do two, five, 10, 15, 20, as opposed to one, three, five, 10, 15, you know, we, we need to work those little things out. We don't expect that uh, everybody's going to become a Patreon. Nobody has to. No pressure. It's only going to be bonus content. Like we're never going to stop the free stuff and we're going to be doing more stuff on youtube and we'll have more stuff about that at yeah. a later date we'll have yeah. even more clickbaity announcements in the future um, we will. like all this stuff we, for the last like year and a half we've talked about random shit we want to do and all of that stuff is still going to be free or on our or we're going to put on yeah. Bandcamp. you don't have to become a patreon to get it there'll be other ways yeah but we're going to do bonus stuff for that yeah, and it might necessarily all be audio. There might be a little bit of video and things like that as well. Yeah, like the, the only, the, as far as stuff we do for free, the only stuff, uh, it'll go on Patreon earlier, maybe, and that'd be the only real. Yeah, the advantage, yeah, you'll get an episode like 24 hours, 48 hours. Yeah, or like, or like the unedited version of a podcast or whatever. And yeah. we'll, do, we'll be doing live hangouts that will be Patreon only. We're going to have a Discord server so as you can come in and chat with us yeah. on discord uh we'll be doing like at least a monthly podcast that's just for patreon but that won't oh, take yeah. away from the the regular podcast yeah. that'll kind of be like an, the acolytes of apocalypse podcast yeah so yeah so that's mainly uh that was the, the big thing and we will have we're, we're gonna have like new t-shirts we're gonna have an actual acolytes of apocalypse t-shirt we we have our design. Yeah. I'm so excited about and that. And it looks really awesome. It looks so cool. Uh, we couldn't find anybody to do it, so I just took out my colouring pencils and my crayons and... Your left hand. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like a matchstick man shape. No, it looks pretty good. So uh, <laughs> matchstick man that says, I'm an actor of the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh, there's still some finishing touches on that to be done. 
Uh, so we're going to, on the Patreon account, there'll be like a store discount for stuff like that. But before we start the Patreon, I want to, because I want to do a, an exclusive, like a t-shirt, an Acolytes version of the t-shirt that's only yeah. there for people that have listened to the podcast yeah. from the beginning. Oh, yeah. So I want to try and work some way, there's a T-chip, I think, will do it. Oh, where you give an exclusive discount code to... Not a code, but you just, you can keep the store secret and you can let it run for just like a three week period. Ah, so cool. at some point I'm going to put the t-shirt, the, the new t-shirt on there for anybody to buy and we'll make it as cheap as possible. You can choose your own price on that. We can make it cheap enough that we don't actually get anything from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we will do that for like two or three weeks. But then once the Patreon is launched, it will That's become exclusive, exclusive to Patreon. Yeah, um, and it's just because I don't want I don't know I don't want to force anybody or make anybody think to have to join Patreon to get like good yeah. especially like the original people. Yeah, because despite appearances, we love you. Hmm. You know, because I figure like the the Acolytes of Apocalypse T-shirt, the original one, like the one we do now, maybe you know how in Sons of Anarchy they have Sam Crow original. Yeah, maybe the first batch before we even go to Patreon will be Wasteland original. Oh, and then, I love that. And then That's everything awesome. uh, and everything after that will be a different T-shirt. It'll say something else at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So only the the people that have been listening, it'll just say Wasteland Survivor or something. Yeah, yeah. Or one. just like their whatever country they're in's charter or something. Like, or Nomad. Yeah. I guess Nomad would make is Nomad. Nomad is what bikers use when they're not affiliated with a particular. Yeah, they're area. part of the gang, but not in yeah, a yeah. specific chapter. Yeah, I always thought that'd make more sense for a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic team anyway. Yeah. But we'll have the original and maybe the first month or two of Patreon ones, but then after that, they'll just be nomads. Yeah. Um, so awesome. you're founding member. If you're Wasteland original, you're founder member. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, yeah, so we that'll just be... I think it's T-Chip that done it, so we'll do that. That is, that's not ready yet. We will let you know <laughs> as soon yeah, as that's yeah. up. That, uh, will be, that will be out there. That's going to happen. Yeah. So you'll be a Wasteland original. And so yeah, Patreon, uh, that's really it. Also, yeah, and we were going to, like, so one of the Patreon perks, like, because the, the perk system is done in biker gang uh, levels, like prospect, yeah. patch member, road captain, all of that. So we're going to work it as well. You will get, like, uh, a printable membership card, because bikers do actually carry membership yeah, yeah. cards with them. Could be um, a card carrying member with the logo on it. So we're we're gonna we have the stuff to work on, but that's what we're doing, and that's if we're really slow for the next few weeks, it's because we're busy with that. We're busy. Uh, so yeah, other than that, uh, any no. other business? No. Happy birthday to Merle Streep, uh, Randy Couture. I know who the other one is. I remember yeah. Bruce Campbell. Ah, oh. Bruce Campbell. He has a cool chin. Yeah. And Chris Chris Christopherson. That's right. Yeah. Is he still with us? I believe he is. Okay, good. That would have been a very sad note to end on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, happy birthday to anybody born the 22nd of June. (laughs) Fuck you, Johnny.